Hi everybody, I'm Dr. Gavin Scriven. People call me Dr. Gav and with me is the founder of the non-surgical penis augmentation procedure uh, we call Caliber, Dr. Jason Oates. Thanks Dr. Gav and together we are the Dick Doctors and we are going to be talking about all things penis. Uh, our area of expertise is um, injectable penis augmentation. There's a, a lot to talk about um, penises and uh, together myself and uh, Dr. Gavin will be doing that. Hi, I am Dr. Oates and with me is Dr. Gav. Together we are the uh, Dick Doctors and uh, today uh, we're going to be talking about uh, new evidence that maybe hyaluronic acid fillers last a lot longer than what we generally uh, think. Uh, welcome Dr. Gav. Thank you Dr. Jace, great to be here again as always and uh, today's a really interesting topic. Um, because apparently, um, according to a, a, this article, this particular article that we've had a look at together, um, hyaluronic acid uh, dermal filler that we commonly use in um, our penis injections lasts a lot longer than what we may think. Yeah, very interesting. It came up in a conference that I was at recently. Um, and of course, like a lot of good research, it actually comes out of Australia, uh, Victoria. And there is a radiologist there, Mobin Master, and uh, he also does cosmetic injections. Uh, this has just been released in the January edition of Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery, which is the, the biggest um, plastic surgery journal in the world. And um, they were investigating patients who had long-lasting swelling following hyaluronic acid. Um, they had 14 patients. And some of these patients, um, in fact, hadn't had uh, filler injections for over six years. Mm. And in fact, one of them hadn't had hyaluronic acid filler for 12 years. Um, and then as they showed on the MRI scans, they could identify the hyaluronic acid. Uh, hyaluronic mm. acid is mostly water. And uh, often where we're injecting it in the face is into fat. And they show up very differently uh, it's what's called a T2 weighted um, image. And I can remember, you know, when MRIs first <laughs> came out and we, we would remember that a T2 image, um, the eye is the water, which is actually hyaluronic acid in, uh, in the eye. On a T2 image, and you're probably too young to remember all of this, but this is how we, we try to remember what a T2 image was back in the day yes and then fat was black and so the useful thing here is hyaluronic acid shows up very white in the black fat and that's how they were able to identify it yeah and it's really interesting because i guess um when people are investigating uh if there is any retained hyaluronic acid often the the modality they might refer their patients for is an ultrasound um but I believe after a, a long time, once the hyaluronic acid is integrated very well within your tissue, within the extracellular matrix, um, it, it's not easily seen on ultrasound. Um, and that MRI really, uh, that T2-weighted imaging is, is the best modality to separate, to see the hyaluronic acid uh, as a separate component to the fat. Yeah. And this was somewhat of a surprise that six and 12 years later, they could clearly identify the hyaluronic acid there. Uh, and then they went on to treat that hyaluronic with hyalase and it dissolved the, um, the lumps away, which then can also confirms that it's hyaluronic acid. Yes, that's right. Uh, and so generally, 
generally we would be telling patients that their hyaluronic acid fillers are going to last 12 months, maybe 18 months to two years in some of these newer and harder um, hyaluronic acids. Uh, but occasionally we'll see a patient who it seems to disappear in a few weeks or, or, or months. And that was the second finding of this study is that the, um, the hyaluronic acid had migrated further than where it was originally uh, injected. And in this case, the, the one that gave it away the most was the lips, where the patient had had the, the lips, the, the pink part of the lips, the lip border injected. But with the MRI, it had spread right up into the white part of the lip. And uh, it looked a bit like a moustache, you know, a bit like what you've got there, Gav, uh, except white and being under the, under the skin. And that was, again, somewhat unexpected that, um, that it had migrated so far uh, because we tend to believe that, you know, after that sort of first couple of weeks, three or four weeks, maybe that it's integrated into the tissue and pretty much stays where it is. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And um, so I guess, uh, you know, that has in, uh, implications for all of our injection techniques and also the locations of the body where you're injecting. Some areas might be more um, susceptible to migration, um, uh, especially around the mouth, as you just mentioned, where you have the orbicularis oris that's uh, constantly moving and compressing the area um, may have something to do with that, the, the migration of that filler. Um, so it is actually something that a lot of injectors are looking for now, to, um, that sort of upper shelf above the lip uh, that may be a bit of a giveaway that there's been some migration and it, it ends up with that uh, not a very nice cosmetic appearance uh, for the lips after um, someone's received multiple um, injection sessions and developing that upper white moustache as you called it. <laughs> yeah and of course this then comes directly back to our sort of patients because when I first started developing this back in 2014 part of the concern was well if it all disappears in 12 months it's maybe not really worth it um and then we got to sort of 12 months and thought well it it, it looks pretty much the same now as it did a year ago it's lasting longer mm. and the koreans have published some studies you know showing you know good longevity 90 percent still at, at like 18 months um and so that was encouraging for us and you know as you're very you know, familiar, it's common to see guys come back two, three years later and still have the majority of the circumference that they previously had. You know, they may have 90% of their circumference, but sometimes it's mainly in what we call like the distal half of the penis, the end of the penis, and then the base of the penis is becoming somewhat thinner. Mm. And, um, and, you know, we've discussed this in the past and, and noticed it and say, hey, you know, a guy comes back two, three years later and all you have to do is fill a little bit around the base and it's all looking good again. Mm -hmm. And I think this study is actually putting some more evidence to what's going on there. Exactly. Yeah. And I've, as you said, I have seen the same thing um, and, and I have seen guys retaining filler for over two years, um, you know, coming back with still obviously quite a lot of filler. Um, around the shaft of the penis, but it may have migrated a little bit distally. I have seen it the opposite direction as well, down towards the body, um, uh, where it's migrated a little bit down towards the body and all they have to do is fill up a little bit towards the distal shaft. Um, but it's it, obviously the filler is hanging around and it's, it's lasting a lot longer than we initially expected, which, um, you know, guys are quite happy about. Oh yeah, guys are going to be happy about it. 
Yeah, and that very slight migration um, uh, fits in with what they're finding on um, MRI. Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe we should be sending um, you know guys in for um, a series of MRIs on their penis, but um, yeah, I'm not sure how we're going to get guys to agree to that. It's hard to get them to agree to any of the um, the studies yeah. that we're that we're doing. Um, but yes, so this idea that you know guys think and everybody knows you know feel it is gone in 12 months and we're saying but you know in our experience it's commonly there to two or three years there's now solid evidence coming up that that is a, a real thing it's not just in our imaginations exactly and one other interesting thing you mentioned about that article was that even after that huge amount of time there was one that was you know up to 12 years later um Bro. you were still able to use hyaluronidase uh, and actually dissolve the hyaluronic acid and then confirm on MRI that that had been removed. Um, so I think that's another thing that guys uh, feel comforted by, by our procedure, is that it's still reversible after that, after that much time. Yeah, yeah. So, so all really useful information. Um, I, I guess what we should be doing is publishing some longevity studies um, as, as well. Um, I'm going to be feverishly working today um, in our last day of uh, lockdown here in WA, you know, putting together some of the current evidence for our, our study that we've been doing for, for over two years. Uh, so we can hopefully actually get uh, something further published um, on this. Um, but yes, it's, it's encouraging news, good for guys uh, to know that there, that there is real evidence that uh, hyaluronic acid lasts um, a lot longer than generally believed. Excellent. Well, um, I think that about wraps it up for today's topic. Um, and again, as always, if you've got any further questions about um, this, these studies or hyaluronic acid in general and the dermal fillers that we use, feel free to contact us, make comments, and we'll do our best to get back to you. But um, make the use of the last day of lockdown, uh, Dr. Jace, um, and, and continue on your, your uh, research. That's fantastic. And um, I can't wait to speak to you again soon about another interesting topic. Great. Good talking to you, Gavin. And yes, um, looking forward to, to, to our next topic. All righty. Don't forget, guys, confidence changes everything. Um, and we'll see you next time.